Leprechauns, Lunatics and the Lobotomite. Welcome to your weekly dose of horror news and fun. This is episode 21 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Dan McGuinness, and joining me as always is my co-host, Jennifer, the Dream Warrior Strand. <laughs> Together we are two people who love horror and feel the burn of our obsolete blockbuster memberships. You can catch us weekly on all major podcasting services and on the YouTube. But I want to know, Jennifer, have you had a good week this week? Has it ended? I don't know. I've been so freaking busy this last week that it just, it's the the week trailed into the weekend and now I'm in a new week again. Um, that's usually so how weeks work. Well, but there's, there's usually like a period of arsehole horizontality where I'm just like sitting and eating snacks and watching a movie and being lazy. Instead, uh, this week I was like all steam ahead, like work was pretty busy. Then I burned straight into record store day drop two. So I went down there, picked up a bunch, spent more than I should have, but came away with some pretty good vinyl. So was it record store day this weekend? Yeah. So they've, because of COVID, they've had to space it out over three different weekends. So I think all the right. next one is October 26th. Um, Do they still yes. get all the, like, the special records come in? Like, you know, how, like, you know, for the day? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's been a few like delays and some cancellations just because getting them over here is a fucking nightmare. Um, but yeah, like I was able to pick up the X Files one and I picked up the From Beyond soundtrack, which is also really cool. Um, oh, really? It affected you yeah. that much? You just well, I do love a soundtrack. You want a sexy elderly doctor man vision it's in your true. head when you're listening to the to it. Well, let's be fair. I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking of Bubba in his uh, orange tidy whities Oh, who wouldn't? Well, that's right. That would make yeah. anyone direction hit the under the, the table <laughs> if, they're, if they're sitting at a table and thinking about that. <laughs> you know, uh, that likely yeah, scenario. <laughs> Aside from that, uh, the, there is a toy fair coming up uh, next Monday, public holiday. So I will be there selling some cool horror toys. So I've actually got to pull my finger out of my ass and you know, actually do something about it. You will the um pull your finger out of your ass. <laughs> Isn't it just to say pull my finger out? It doesn't have to be. No, let's be real. It's sitting up my ass because I've not done anything. <laughs> um, I am also going to be at that toy fair. So where is that? Can you? We must have tell people. Just um, in case. it's at Marden. So it's at the Marden um rec center or something. Rex the school, I think it is. Um, I all the details. I can actually, and I will post it on the Facebook and the Instagram because, um, Dan, you'll be there as Greenlight and I'll be there as part of my trash retailer that is trash. Um, but I'll be selling some really cool stuff. So. Excellent. Excellent. Um, yeah. How was your week? What did I do? Let's talk about you. Well, I, this was a on week for me for Hack the Dino, the video game, uh, web show I do. So we did that on Friday, recorded a new episode with a new look show, with a new branding and new designing and. Blah, 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 it. blah, it's blah, scary. you know, $5 cash kind of stuff. And I love it. Yeah, I did all that. And then I decided to sit down, like, my Switch hadn't had much love. So I sat down and I thought, what's out on Switch? And I, I listened to a lot of podcasts and everyone's raving about this game called Hades. And so, Oh, yeah, Liz is playing that at the moment. Yeah, and um, I went into it. So uh, I think that the, the team who made it have always made really good games that I've really liked, like Braid and stuff like that. I think they made Braid. I can't remember. Anyway, um... 
I got into that and it was it's very cool. And I think what sets it apart, it's like it's like a you know a ro- uh, roguelite one where you procedurally generated dungeons. The voice acting in it is really good. Um, and so you got it's all like Olympus gods and stuff like that talking, and they're all like very matter of fact talking. If you know what I mean, like some are really pretentious and that. And your main character is just like, uh, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, like just a, a young person, but he's like the son yeah. of like he's like son of Hades or whatever his name is. And um, you're trying to get out of hell, like, and you, know, you keep dying and coming back. But every time you you always feel like you're advancing, and you're always like, that's not it's not true. Um, roguelike, like you don't start with nothing every time you actually, you know, you gain stuff each time and every run you actually make stronger and so it's really satisfying. And mm. and I also bought at the same time Mario 3D All-Stars Super Mario Ooh. which, because I never played any of the three games on it, like Mario 64, Mario Sunshine and Mario Galaxy and I gotta say the yep. first two are garbage <laughs> like I played them for <laughs> I ten. only know the first one like that's that's and you threw the penguins off the the cliff. That's that's the only thing I remember. Yeah, well, I never experienced it. Like, so I've got no nostalgic, um, you know, attachment to those these games at all. So to mm-hmm. me, just coming in, I was like, mm-hmm. no. Nah. And then I went to Mario Sunshine, which looks great, except the controls are fucking garbage, and oh, like no. there's no there's no option to invert, so I can't play it because I play with inverted oh, no. up and down. And it's constantly yep. got you. Know, it's all about like aiming this nozzle to fire water, and it's the wrong way to me. So I just can't play it. And then I went to, mm. to Galaxy, and it's like the best game. Like Mario Galaxy, I was like, man, I'm fine. I would have paid eighty bucks just to play this game. Like it's such Very a. I'd never played it before, and it's so innovative. It's got lots of great ideas. Yeah, it's great. I don't like. I like. I remember my younger brother having it on the sixty-four, like the. Mario 64 one and like I'm not huge into video games so but I get excited that everyone else is excited so yeah. like, I, I'm very, I'm excited that you're excited I'm just excited um, for one of them well one's better than none especially given that it's like a what 69.90 cost uh, I, mean, I paid like 80 bucks or something what well clearly you didn't come well, I just got it on the, I just got on the switch store so I was oh, like okay. oh. well I was at home you know I was looking after a baby I just wanted to buy something I also oh, bought yeah. a bite light this week, but that's super unhorror. <laughs> <laughs> you bought a what? A bike light. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was like a night light. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. What kind? And I got uh, fucked okay. over as well because I bought it. And then like, as soon as I bought it, like, you know, it went back to the website's homepage and it just had in big letters, put this code in for free shipping. I'm like, I've just fucking bought something. Put that in the bit oh, no, where, but- I'm, I, you know, I could have got free shipping. And I was so <laughs> Fuck you, pushy.com. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, let's get on with our week because no one wants to hear about our drollness of being fucking consumers. So let's move on and to boring. homework. For every week, me and Jen set ourselves three horror movies to watch. No, not three, two. <laughs> two. <laughs> two horror movies to watch because we're it, short. It was three, but we're super busy people with adult things to do. Indeed. And we watch them and then review them next week together. So we have our rating system. Um, do you want to go over the rating system, Jen? Uh, yeah. So we've got an A, which is awesome. Everybody should watch. A B, beer and chicken wings group movie. F is for fun and dumb. C is classic that's worth a watch. G is good for its time but is not held up. Uh, we've got a J, which is a Jen special. A D, which is a Dan special. 
Which I feel that they're not really like too different, but you know, no, we they also are. have a. They are definitely they are. different. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have a W for a whatever. We also have S, which is shit avoid. And thank you, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation, because we have the double F, the fucking fuck. Man, we mentioned Texas uh, Chainsaw Next Generation so much, it's going to like you yeah, know right. have a spike reassert- resurgence because it'll come up in like you know in algorithms that everyone's saying this word. <laughs> Can yeah, come up. well that's that's really fine, and then everyone will start reporting on like, oh, let's just give it all a chance, and then you'll see it like start popping up as, is it really as bad as everyone says it is? And the answer was, is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's terrible. It's like getting your eyes poked out with very small dicks that resemble pins. Um, so our first movie we watched this week was The Reanimator from 1985, directed by John, uh, by Stuart Gordon. <laughs> I don't know what I was saying. Yes. Dude who did From Beyond and Dolls. We all know Dolls. Still love the poster of Dolls. The one with the Dolls pulling its eyes out and like holding them yeah. on the side. Screenplay by Dennis Pio- 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 Paoli. Paoli? Is that- I thought that was a dick. Um, yeah, and he's done, you know, his screenplay is also From Beyond and a D- oh, D- Dagon, the old H.P. Uh, Lovecraft one. Yeah, so most of what uh, Dennis Paoli does um, writing-wise is basically like H.P. Lovecraft stories. He adapts them to the screen. So He's just like, man, that is my favourite racist. <laughs> I just want to really make his films. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yes, we're starring Jeffrey Combs, who is also from From, from, from Beyond. Barbara Crampton, yep. who is also from From Beyond. <laughs> from From <laughs> And then Bruce Abbott and David Gale, who are not from From Beyond. <laughs> they are not. No. Got, got a budget of 900000 and then the box office it made $200 million. So this is considered when you, you made... It made $2 million. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. $2 million. $2 mil. What did I say? Yeah. $200. Oh, yeah, yeah, not $200 that's million. Pretty, that's pretty ambitious, but yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like Avengers. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, man. Whoa. Again. Let's... let's... Uh, um, so Her- Herbert West has a good head on his shoulders and another on his desk. <laughs> Best tagline. That's a great tagline. I love it. A dedicated student at a medical college and his girlfriend become involved in a bizarre experiment centering around the reanimation of dead tissue when an odd new student arrives on campus. That's it? That's pretty, pretty accurate. accurate? That's pretty accurate. Um... So this film does have some uh, slight homages to uh, the Die Hard movie. Is that on purpose, do you reckon? It is. It is on purpose because the doctor at the opening, so the opening sequence where the the doctor's like basically like squishing his face until his eyes pop out, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. His name is Dr. Hans Gruber. Yeah, I I reckon I noticed that the first time and I was just like, eh, must be a coincidence. Yeah, so the, <laughs> the opening of this film, let's just run through this. So the opening, yeah. Um, yeah, it starts off like before even the credits come up, you know, open at like this, uh, like research, like uh, uh, college or whatever. And yeah, you got Hubert, uh, Hubert? Herbert. Herbert, Herbert West there is the main character and he's like, his professor's on the ground screaming and all the faculty come in and go, what have you done to him? Like, you, you're going to kill him. And he goes, I didn't kill him. I gave him life. And then, of course, the doctor stands up and his eyes pop out of his head and explode everywhere. And I'm like, this is a good start. Beautiful. I'm impressed with this. Yep. 
Um, did you like stuff. that starting? I love that starting. I thought it's. It was- Oh, so good. Hans Gruber's eyes pop out of his head. So that really sets the scene that this is going to be some sort of like, you know, there's no real monster in this per se, if you know what I mean. Cut to the credits, which I fucking loved these credits. Yep. Did you like them? This is probably one of my all-time favourite title sequences. Mm -hmm. Um, Just the the super bright neon colours of all these, like, bones and different sort of medical things and then of course it's like it's playing it's paying homage um well paying homage or just straight up stealing don't know um but it borrows heavily from bernard herman's psycho theme yeah oh i've written here in my notes is chaotic orchestra (laughs) yeah yeah it's really cool very heavy on the woodwinds like but like it yeah it had this like you know full on yeah you know that that kind of yeah chaotic like nerve wracking orchestra thing. But yeah, as you we were saying, the 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 draw the visuals on the screen. So it's just a black screen, and then they've got obviously medical drawings, but they've just like colorized them so they're they're all just like one bright color, like fluoro pink or fluoro red, and then they've just mm. kind of animated them in a really stylish way, like and to the music and moving around jaggedly, and I was just like. This is sick. Like, and it, yeah. just, it looked like it was, you know, such high quality as well. Like, it just looked like it was vector art, even though it wasn't. But um, yeah. straight away, I was like, yep, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Cool. It's, it sets the tone. So, you're like, A, you've got this crazy eye popping scene, but then it jumps straight into that, and you're just like, okay, we're in for a treat. Yeah. This is going to be great. You've, got, you've, you've obviously got straight away, you know, there's like the special effects people in this film that know what they're doing, and then, and then there's like, there's stylistic art people that know what they're doing. So you're like, all right, cool, 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 cool. Still could lose itself, but let's keep going. Yep. And then uh, we're introduced to the, the main character, Dr. Herbert West, who's uh, a he's... young, glasses-wearing, up-and-coming fringe science doctor, <laughs> if you would. Yes, so he specialises in death. But he's he a studies... student still. He's, he is. He is still a student. It was set in a kind of a, a a hospital school. Is that what it is? Yeah, but a teaching hospital. Yes. Um, but he is. Um, so Jeffrey Combs plays Herbert West, and he is. He's a lovable bastard. He's great. Kind of. He's kind of the best way. Like I, in, being introduced to him in the first like. 10 minutes of this film, I'm like, I think I don't like you, but also I kind of secretly like you. Yeah. Like, I, you're a bastard, but you you know your shit. Yeah, like, he is so driven by his work that and nothing will stop him from doing experiments, like, you know, people's lives in the, are at stake and stuff, but he is all about the science. He is all about just getting it done. And he is quite... He's, he's because very he's, witty. Because he's, yeah, he's so cocky and he's so smart that... And smug, that yes. yeah, you kind of like him because everyone just talks down to him straight away because he's young and he's out, he's out doctoring really, you know, out doctors and they hate that, so they all try mm. to like talk talk him down and say how shitty he is, but he always just shows off that he's the best, and um, mm. I love that, and it really comes into the scene where he's um, he's like in a, a lecture, and as the lecturer is talking, whenever the lecturer says something. He says something and he breaks the pencil that he's holding, which puts everyone off. And then he's just staring the the teacher like dead in the eye and just reaches into his pocket and just grabs out another pencil <laughs> like he was ready <laughs> to break pencils. <laughs> like, yeah. 
I, I think I commented that, that breaking pencils in class is the smart man's flicking spit wads. Exactly. And then he breaks the next pencil as well, as if, like, he's <laughs> just like, you know. And then the doctor goes, like, like cause he get, obviously he makes the, the doctor angry, the, the teacher. Yeah. And he's like, I yeah. severely I think you should bring a pen next time. <laughs> and that's his yes. <laughs> And then it's just like, you know, class dismissed. And then he just like slams his books down and just starts like going off at him. Like, you are a terrible doctor. This is bullshit. You don't teach these people anything. Yeah, right in front of all the students. Like oh, pretty much the most insulting I've... thing you could do to like a professional. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, gosh. Love him. Love him. <laughs> he, um, yeah, and from there, um, oh, we also forgot to mention that obviously he's been kicked out of his, um, where did he come from? It was like Denmark or somewhere or... Sweden? Is it Germany? I want yeah. to say it's German because, yes. you know, Gruber. Yeah. He's been kicked out of the former school for obviously, you know, doing experiments to make people explode. I don't know why he'd be allowed into this school after that, but sure, why not? <laughs> you just fudge some paperwork. There's no internet back then, so it's not like, you, you, you know, if you're going to call up Germany, that's going to cost you a bunch of money. We that, don't have that kind of money. That is but, true. Yeah. You, know. like, you probably could back in those days just, yeah, just like kind of not mention that and you're like, because he, he would have been a genius doctor. He's proven yeah, just that. just forge the documents. You'd be fine. Not a like, problem. Actually, I think they mentioned somewhere in the film that they get him into the school because oh, he is such a bright student. So like, mm. they want to kind of, you know, you want to have really good students at your school coming out of it and stuff like that. But yeah. So then we're, um, we're introduced to the secondary character, which is Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan. I can't remember his last name. I just called him Dan the whole time, which is my name. So I found that quite it's easy to remember. Dan Kane. Oh, Dan Kane. So he's like an yeah. up and coming uh, student doctor as well and uh, wants to save lives and, you know, but he's, uh, he's also sleeping with the administrator's daughter. Which, um, yes, played by sexy Barbara Crampton. Yes, who are that? Both from, from, both from, from beyond. From beyond. From, from, from yep. beyond. Um, and yeah, and then Hubert somehow, in a hilarious circumstances, Hubert West, Herbert West, uh, becomes their roommate. So uh, that's kind of uh, weird. Oh. Yeah, so he kind of rocks up to the house. Um, you know, they're in the midst of uh, having pre-coital conversation, and he just sort of rocks up and talking about uh, looking for the the room to rent, and she's really sort of not having it. She's off it. She doesn't um, like him. She's got bad vibes. No. Yeah, she's she does have bad vibes. Um, so then of course, you know, he rents the room to him, not a problem. Um, and he's just like, oh, you've got a basement. I love basements. Cause that doesn't sort of cement you as being a creepy bastard. And he's like, under one condition that no one is allowed in my room. <laughs> like, am I, I would have thought that that would be a condition of living. Like I've lived with people before. That's pretty much a given. Yeah. You don't like, go into someone's room. Don't go into someone's room. No. But, no. um, and so they own a cat. And push comes to shove. Um, suddenly they realise, hey, where's the cat? Where's Rufus? The Rufus? Was that the name of the cat? I'd like to point out though that before we get to the cat bit, so we we get a we've already gotten a pretty good sort of um, like look at Doctor Carl, um, who is um, actually becomes the main bad guy in this, and he's. Like so, he's having dinner with Barbara Crampton's dad, and he he's like, kind of telling her what to to do. Yeah, it's and like he, because he studied. He, he wants to fuck her. It's because he's yeah, 
Because he is like, he studies the brain. So Dr. Carl is the teacher that we were talking about earlier. He's the guy, yes. you know, the older guy who's, yeah, he is a he is a, uh, an expert on the brain. So I think that scene was supposed to in, imply because he studies the brain, he understands psychologically how to manipulate people. Mm, yeah, it, I do get that. Yeah, he starts doing that with the, the administrator as well. He's manipulating him kind of, you know, to say like, oh, you that. But, yeah, he has a massive crush on the administrator's daughter who is like way too young for him. Like this is an old. Oh dude. yeah. He gave me massive yeah. vibes of he reminded me of the doctor from Hellraiser two. Remember him? Okay. So in, yes. In Hellraiser two, there's also another brain surgery guy who's like pretty much looks the same and acts the same, and he's like, um, yeah, they're just basically the same character. Like, and they look, yeah, everything about them is the same. But um, I was getting vibes from him. Oh, he reminds me of Lurch without the makeup. <laughs> um. <laughs> But yeah. So, yes. so yeah, sorry. back to the, the cat. No, no. Fine. But we've also, right, straight away, just to, um, you know, really uh, hit home, straight away you get to see the main girl character's boobs. Yeah. Well, like, Barbara Crampton was very well known for 80s boobs in the 80s. Yeah. I reckon she got, a, she got a kid off in From Beyond as well, didn't she? She did, yes. I think she's gotten her kid off in... A lot of films. Every film. That she's been in. her hey, contract? No, <laughs> you know, look, she's probably chucked it in there. She's got a very lovely body. And, hell, if you feel comfortable doing that, do it. Yeah, right. I bet she wasn't feeling comfortable from some of these scenes later on that we're going to talk about. Well, yes, let us just let us get to that. <laughs> very interesting little tidbits. Yes. So first up, they've lost the cat. Where's the cat? Where's Rufus? They find Rufus in dead, smashed up. In Dr. Her- uh, Herbert's room, um, mm-hmm. in his mini bar fridge, yeah, um, accompanied by some glowing liquid, green liquid, which um, I didn't know how they did that until I read your notes that it's actually glow stick liquid, and I'm like, of course it's glow stick liquid, because I was like, yeah. how did they get that liquid to glow? <laughs> <I was> like- <laughs> yeah, so it's the first time. So the glow sticks used as the reagent, which is what it's called. Um, so it's not only it's the first time a glow stick has ever been used and seen on screen. Do you reckon like so people wouldn't have known what that was or how it got done? Like that is when you like, yeah, how did they I, get this gr- glowing green liquid? Because to me, yeah. like being the dummy, I just thought, oh, they must have just had like a a light on the bottom of the jar, and then like mm. you see them get it out in the syringe and look, and I'm like, ah, oh. and I'm like, why didn't I just think glow <laughs> glow stick liquid? It's so obvious. Yeah. Like that's really cool though. That's that's pretty. That's like a smart freaking move. Like I would never have thought to have done something like that. Mm. Anyhow, but they confront Herbert. Why is there a fucking dead cat in your fridge? Our dead cat in your fridge? And he's like, I can explain. I found it like that. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> like, did he find it like that? You, you never get to the bottom of it. I think he he did find it. I think. I well, I, yeah. It it it's never sort of said. Whether he kills the cat or not. I don't not. think he did because if he did kill the cat, he wouldn't have mangled it. He would have wanted a good specimen. Yeah, that's true. So I reckon, he did yeah. say that it got stuck in the garbage. So oh, it right. had obviously gotten into the garbage. The garbage can had fallen on it. No, he and said its head got stuck in a jar and suffocated. Right. That's right. That's right. Which does not explain why it's all mangled. <laughs> um, 
But I just love the line that he's like, what was I meant to do? Leave a note? Cat dead? Details later? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. There, there's a lot of really good one-liners in this film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's heaps of funny good one-liners. And and the film itself looks good. Like, it's not too shittily filmed, if you know what I mean. It's in that, it's in that, um, it's in that you know, era of those horror films that look good. Like, yeah. I mean, it's not like the second film that we've got, we're going to talk about. <laughs> like, you know, it looks like it's filmed on a tin, like, using a tin can and string. But um, <laughs> but then it cuts to like you know later that night and he hears, and this is you know and the main characters get up like Dan and her name it's Alex just Dan is it Alex? Yeah, yeah, Alex. Dan, and Alex get up and like, what the fuck's that Actually, noise? It's, it's Megan. Is it Megan? It's Megan. It oh. is Megan. Oh, where the hell did I get Alex from? Because oh, I've written in my notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then um, yeah. Oh no, no, it's just him. He gets up and mm. like goes down to the basement, yeah. and there's this hilarious scene of, of 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 Herbert running around the basement with a cat attached to his back, just meowing like this hilarious like fake yeah. cat. And he's like, and there's this whole scene of them running, up, and then it jumps off, and the whole scene of them like you know trying to kill this cat with a with clubs and stuff, and like yeah, and eventually you know. I- like, like, this cat attack scene is absolutely hilarious because it is that puppet just attached to his back and he's just like, oh, oh reacting to a puppet. And then there's even that sound as he grabs it and throws it against the wall. Yeah, he grabs And there's a little bit of the blood splatter on the wall as well. It's like a and brain like, on, yeah, like a chunk on the wall. I was like, oh, God, that's a bit, a bit much. They do that a bit. Actually, anytime anything's thrown against the wall, there's usually little like debris chunks of brains and blood, which I love. Yeah, I like um, that. And but then it's also like then there's this poor little cat just laying there dead, and you're like, oh, poor cat. When it was on his back, it reminded me of the cat from like uh, the other week from uh, yes, Tales from the Dark ex- Side. You know, the, the that's the, exactly what I thought about the cat Dick Death. <laughs> <laughs> But he was lucky it got in his back and not in his face. Otherwise, he would have been chunking well, cat balls again. That's right. No one likes to chug cat balls. No one. No one. <laughs> I, I haven't met one man who wants that or a lady. But, <laughs> so yeah, they smash the cat again. And um, and then the dude's like, what the fuck, dude? And he goes, that's the dead cat. And he, like, he shows him, like, he doesn't believe him. And he goes, do you agree that it's dead now? And like lifts it up and plonks it under the table, like comically. And he goes, and then he brings it back to life, and he's got. He, he says that line like, "Don't expect it to tango. It's got a broken back." <laughs> like, yeah. And you have this horrible scene of this cat half coming back to life, going, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, fucked!" <laughs> As a cat lover, I was like, "Oh, this is hard." Because I mean, there's a lot of people out there who don't like cats, so they would have thought that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like watching any any animal get hurt. Like whether I, like even I don't like reptiles, but I still don't like watching them get hurt. You don't know. like reptiles? What the fuck reptiles don't I don't like reptiles. You ever been bitten by a snake? Fuck no. I've never been close enough. I, like, cry and run away. I used to have a snake and it bit me all the time. No, it's like my, like, reptiles are, like, people have spider phobias. I don't like snakes. I don't like lizards. I do not like reptiles. Like, I am as scared of them as people are of spiders. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so the cat's making this horrible noise, and he's like, why is it making that noise? And he just goes, Herbert West goes, birth is always painful. And I was just like, oh, God. The way he delivers that line as well, it's just so deadpan. It's like, birth is always painful. Yeah, as if, like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a doctor. You're meant to know this shit. Yeah. So then he's seen. He's like, fuck. 
fuck, you can bring the dead back to life. And, he, you know, there's a scene of him, like, convincing, like, dude, you got to help me. And this is the point in the film where I'm like, don't. Yeah. Like, there is no, so after this point, Dan's life goes to shit, hey. This dude had, Pretty like, much. he didn't have a bad life. He was, he was no. a student. He had a girlfriend. It was going okay. And Hubert, Hubert West come, um, Herbert West comes in and just fucks his life up, eh? Like, mm-hmm. so hard. Like, he just can't win. And so he goes to, you know, the next morning goes to, like, doesn't he go to, like, the doctor, the minister, and he goes, dude, Herbert West can bring shit back to life. And he's just like, you're fucked. You're out. You're, you're, you're yeah. out. You're out of the bloody. You're not allowed to see my daughter anymore, and you're fired from medical school. And he's like, oh. And I'm like, yeah, you should have said nothing, mate. You should have just left. Yeah, yeah. Should have just, no. Just don't even get involved. Turn the other cheek. Just ignore it. So, um, what, what do they yeah. do? Like, what do you do when you're, like, you're both kicked out of medical school? You don't have your girlfriend anymore. I know what you do. You devise a stupid plan to go into the morgue of the hospital and reanimate a corpse. <laughs> but, but not just any corpse. They choose the buffest fucking dude in the morgue. It's to be- reanimate. It's because he was Eesh. the best subject. He, he died of a heart failure. Like, he wasn't mass, ma- mangled. He wasn't mushed. He, he, it was only like a day old. He did heart attack of steroids. Heart attack. Yeah, probably. Anyhow, they reanimate him. And he fucking comes back to life. He's naked. He's fucking flopping his dick everywhere. <laughs> we uh, got some reanimated Wang Watch 2020. Yeah, it's amazing how many dicks are in horror movies, eh? So I saw so many dicks this week. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, our next film is, like, so heavily laden with dick. It's ridiculous. So this guy, you know, right. and, and of course, so the- like, you know, the administrator comes in and goes, what the fuck's going on? And the corpse attacks him, kills him. Yeah. And then, um, they, uh, uh, then Hugh- Herbert West comes in with a bone saw and comes in the back of the corpse and out the front, and that oh. looks great. And I'm like, fuck yeah. So good. And again, it's good to point out that he just he walks up and again, deadpan. He just goes, Dan, look out. Yeah. Bone saw to the back. It's so well delivered. Like brings it up to the side, like as in like, you know, here I go. I've done this before. Just the hero pose, like, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it just seemed like another day at the office to him, like how many aggressive reanimated corpses has he had to fight in his past? Exactly. Probably hates. I'm guessing a lot. He probably does it, like, on his off days, just fun. <laughs> but, anyway, there How was a like scene that? in this where, like, the administrator's, like, he's wrestling the naked corpse and the corpse mm-hmm. bites his fingers off. But yep. then when they lay him on the bed later on, he, I just look and all his fingers are just there. <laughs> like, well, you know, they might grow back. Well, it's, it's true. He is an administrator and we don't know the powers of an administrator. Do we? Well, that's true. Until you've become a, you know, until you've become a administrator, we don't know. Administrators might have Wolverine-like powers. Yeah, you never know. Uh, I don't think. You that. never know. <laughs> um, yeah, and then at this point, they're like, "Fuck, the administrator's dead." I know. Let's bring him back to life. And at this point, I'm like, "Fuck, Herbert's no. plans are so bad, eh?" <laughs> like, and in his mind, he's like, quick, he hasn't been dead that long. Like, it hasn't been five minutes. So there's like a six to 12-minute brain death gap. Yeah. So I, I we're never going to get a fresher corpse without killing one ourselves. I'm like, you did kill him. <laughs> like, you basically <laughs> did. Him. There's no one else in the room apart from you and other corpses. You're going to be blamed. You basically did kill him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they bring him back to life. And, of course, he's brain dead. 
kind of. Yep. He's kind of like, you know, madman. Um, and, and then the uh, Dr. Carl comes in and takes him. You know, they get in fucking trouble. They, they actually don't get in trouble, which is weird, eh? Well, no, they don't get into trouble because Dr. Carl is an absolute scumbag. Yeah. And uh, he takes and... he takes the administrator and does things with him. Puts him in a padded cell, which is do you find it weird that someone would have a it padded was weird cell that he had a padded cell in his office? In his office. <laughs> like there's um, no reason for a brain surgeon to have a padded cell. They operate on people. They don't study crazy people. <laughs> but well, like he is a brain surgeon and he's been working with a laser. So I'm pr- like I'm pretty certain that there could have been some hope for the administrator. But then he, like, uses his laser and kind of lobotomizes him and chucks him in the padded room. Well, he does, yeah, because he he discovers um, Herbert's research and realizes how fucking crazy good, like, this thing is, this reanimated thing, and he wants it for himself. So he rocks up at at Herbert's house and goes, hey, fuckface, I know what you've done. (laughs) I'm going to take all your research. And, um... You know, you know. Otherwise, I'll but fucking it's... tell on you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. But uh, then, of course, what happens when anyone comes at you and says, "I'm gonna, you know, steal your work and become famous, and you're gonna be nothing"? What do you do? You decapitate them with a shovel. And why not? And it looked great. Um, that was that. So the the thing I noticed about this film in its violent acts is it mm-hmm. never does the cutaway shot and it never skips any moment of the violence. It shows you every step of the violence, did you realise? Yes. So, like, yes, you know, if it's decapitating it. a head, it shows, mm-hmm. like, the shovel going into the neck. It shows the pull-off of the head. It shows it holding the head up, putting the head down. There is no, like, left-your-imagination gore here. And all their gore scenes are top-notch. Like, they have mm-hmm. just gone, like... Yeah, this is this is my vision. I want to, you know, do these like, you know, super realistic. Like some of them are a bit dodgy, but most of them yeah. super realistic um, uh, gore scenes with decapitation and a headless man for half the film, and it looks yeah. stunning. Like, it he- does, and it's all practical. You know, the special effects department went through twenty-four gallons, which is about one hundred and ten liters of fake blood. Nice, yeah. Are doing you- this film, yeah. And that's the thing as well. Like, so there's like, so there'll be a decapitated corpse head, and it will constantly the stump will be bleeding and oozing out. When he puts the, mm-hmm. the um, what's his name, uh, Doctor Carl's head in a tray, and because oh, like, they, they must have, there must have been so many sh- sets in this thing where people are hiding under desks and stuff. Because you well, know, I think um, the David Gale who played Doctor Carl, he was basically like under a desk or under something or under a jacket like (laughs) seven hours a day that at one point i think jeffrey combs was like helping him smoke cigarettes and feeding him and doing all this stuff for him because he couldn't get out once he was in there he was sort of stuck in there until they called cut or like end of the day he was in a nice chair you know like a nice like you know an ergonomic chair but i just don't think that he would have been back then because of horror Watching makings of these older horror films, if they've taught me anything, is that there's no occupational health and safety in any of these films. No, No, not at all. So the head in the tray, this shit looked great. You have to, if you haven't seen this and you like a bit of gore and you're a a practical effects enthusiast, this is one of the really great standout practical effects films. And it's backed up with funny, great acting scenes as well. Like, I was never bored in this film, eh? 
No. Except for so the he sex like put. <laughs> you don't like sex scenes. No. So he puts the head in the tray and it falls down, and he kind of like just looks at it, and then he like tries to sit it up again, and it falls, and he's just and then just sitting there looking around his desk and just picks up one of those like receipt things, like that you put yeah, all like your a receipt on. spike. Yeah, and just like puts it in the tray and then just shoves the head right on top of it, so it's sitting up. Ah. Oh. Such a great, it's just such a small and such a great scene. I love it so much. I know. And then, of course, but he realizes, so he injects uh, Dr. Carl's head and brings the head back to life. And then he realizes, yeah. oh, I could inject it in the heart as well. And, mm-hmm. and then he realizes at that point, which they didn't really get into, which is what I thought, is that what his research was wrong is he was bringing the brain back to life, but not the heart back to life. Because that's why it didn't work for the doctor the administrator yeah. because he was bra- his body was dead but his brain was alive mm. and that they mentioned that earlier yeah so he brought the, br- the the body back to life and the head and that made him more that made him coherent so he wasn't like you know fucked up but unfortunately yeah. somehow the head can control the body <laughs> so the be- the head knocks out herbert and fucks oh. off with all his research <laughs> in a double whammy somehow i can't remember deals Kidnaps, um, what's her name? What is her name? Yes, Megan. Megan? Megan, the, the lady who he wants to have yep, sex Bob. with. Barbara Crampton, yes. Yep, totally strips her down completely naked. Stark is naked as well, muff oh. and everything. Fully, fully nude. Like, she all kinds of fully nude. And she is fully nude for the whole end half of this film. And there's so many scenes where they pick her up because she's unconscious. And I like, you know... I, you know, I, 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 I stole a quick glance down between her legs, and you can see her vajuju. You can, yes. Like, it's, it's not quite uh, as in your face as Sharon Stone, but it's, it's there. No, yeah, it's definitely. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not supposed to be. But then no. there's the scene, of course, you know, where you got a decapitated head, a, a body holding its head, sucking on her boobs while she's awake and pinned to a table, and then goes down to do cunnilingus on her. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, just about to, you know, tongue's just about to hit clit and then fucking in, in, in strolls in Herbert with fucking a yep. line. I can't remember what the line was, but it was another great Herbert West line. Oh, he's got so many good lines. Um, it It's good to note that David Gale, uh, his wife divorced him shortly after this film was made. Um, and it was basically said that the the lady business scene is what sealed the deal for her. He's like, yeah, I was just acting. I didn't like it. And she's like, well, shit, you could have fooled me. Fuck off. I want a divorce. Yeah, right. She got jealous of actor, acting. He got jealous, yeah, of yeah. acting. Yeah, but then again, like, he's an old man. And she was like, yeah. you know, fucking prime real estate for back then. She's Barbara Crampton, yeah. And his, his face was about... You know, ten centimeters away from a vajuju. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yes. Full face shot. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Um. Yep. And then, so you know, Herbert West comes in, and fucking Dan comes in to save the day. Dan, in some for some ungodly reason, is dressed exactly like Bruce Willis in Die Hard. He is. He's got his John McClane going on. Yeah, he's got the singlet. So another- he's got the pants. And uh, was he wearing shoes? I, I believe he was. That's that doesn't that ruins Possibly. it a bit, but he still, be, but, he's yeah. still just in the singlet for no, no real reason. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, 
uh, Dr. Carl goes, says a keyword, and for some reason, all the corpses in the room come alive, and they're all under yep. his control because he's learned a way to uh, lobotomize them and for them to understand him and only him. And yes. so he's got an army of naked men and women. Yep. And women. But, so then we've got a full, just like chaotic. <laughs> this film suddenly just goes crazy at the end, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. This, it, like everyone, all kinds of naked and aggressive and trying to fight people. And just at one point, there's. I think there's like a corpse got crushed, like the head got crushed and then thrown against a wall. And no, that was Dr. Just... Carl's. Oh, that was Dr. Carl's. Not Dr. Oh, this is not Dr. Carl from Triple J either. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So no. Doctor, all these, all these crazies go crazy, but then one yeah. of them is the girl's dad and he kind yes. of like breaks the craziness and he's, he's a crazy dude onto the other naked crazy dudes. There's naked crazy dudes going everywhere. There's gore happening. There's, like, shit going everywhere. There's people fighting. Yeah, and then, like, one of the crazy dudes gets, like, Dr. Carl's head and crushes it and just, you know, buddy, you know, football pegs it across, you know, (laughs) overarm tosses it against the wall and it smashes down. And then Herbert West just pulls out two giant syringes and just yells out, Overdose! (laughs) (laughs) And slams it into the the corpse, uh, the decapitated corpse of Dr. Carl, which makes him just explode, kind of, and then his organs explode out everywhere and his organs are sentient and they grab Dr. West and he's getting (laughs) strangled, like a la Brain Dead style, if you remember the the gizzards in that, which is clearly Uh where Brain Dead got it from. and, And like... That's all happening, and then there's like there's shit going everywhere, and it was just so like the gore just kept going up and up and up and up and up yeah. in this film, and I was just like Jesus fuck. <laughs> yeah, like this film is just it's really good from start to finish, but at one point it just goes, you know what? Fuck it, let's go full throttle. They're like fuck, and then they're like shit. We still got eighty liters of blood left. <laughs> <laughs> Let's what just, are we going to do with it? Yeah, oh. Yeah, and, and one ton of latex left. Let's fucking just go fucking ham. <laughs> yeah, they are. And they do it good. Like, it's it's great. And it makes sense, kind of. Like, and, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't think Dr. West doesn't get out, does he? No. And but, I was, like, really bummed out about that. I was like, oh, but there's kind of br- like But him. there's a second one, Bride of Reanimator, that he's in, and the yeah. third one where he's in as well, and he's, he's quite old, yeah. which was done recently. And when I say recently, I mean, like, you know, in the 2000s. Yes. So he does clear, like, I thought he died, but then I was, like, you know, quickly reminded that, oh, wait, no, he doesn't die because there's, like, a three films. Yeah. Well, he, he probably <laughs> did die in this, but then they just got used a ham reason wait. to bring him back in the... Or they just ignore that scene. Because you know how horror movies sometimes do that? They're just like, no, he didn't die. But yeah. I saw him die. No, yeah. you didn't. <laughs> no. No, no, I think you are mistaken, sir. You're mistaken. Um, that was actually <laughs> birth. <laughs> Not um, death. Because, yeah, I, I haven't seen Bride of Reanimator and I haven't seen um, Beyond Reanimator. I, yeah. I do have them because I bought a cool little three triple pack uh, DVD. Um, but, no, I haven't seen yeah, them. Right. I'll get there. I reckon that might be worth a, a look in, I reckon. Yeah, I think so. Most definitely. All right, so then... But, you know, Dan and girl get away. I can't remember mm-hmm. her name, sorry, <laughs> ever. Her name's Megan. Megan? 
Megan. Meg. Dan and Meg get Meg. away, except, you know, okay. one one crazy reanimated naked corpse jumps out and strangles Megan and she dies. Oh, no. She's dead. Megan! Meg! And then the, the, the end scene, of course, is Dan taking the reanimator liquid and injecting it into her head and then cut to black. Except and screams. Except for not black, it actually just keeps the only thing it keeps on screen is the glowing reanimator liquid, and you see it going down into it, and then it cuts to a scream. I'm like, good ending, good one. That was a great ending. I, yeah, I sat that. there, I gave it a little clap, you know, a golf clap at the end, sitting in my beanbag. Oh, well done. No, that's very clever. And I'm like, well done, reanimator. <laughs> well done. You yes. got it. Now, what did you give this? Uh, so I gave this a C. It is a classic and. Everyone should watch it. Yeah, a classic, and I'm going to change it. Classic, well worth a watch. Not yes, just, it's a definitely. well worth a watch. If you're a horror fan yeah. that likes, you know, great characters, good lines, and then uh, like bursting amounts of uh, uh, practical effects, this is your film. There's yeah. no like real, those are our bad guys. It's not, uh, there's no monsters in this. It's all science. Not really? Yeah. I like science it. Science is the bad guy. Science. Um, so, because we watched, uh, so Reanimator came first. So we had Reanimator in 1985, and then 1986 we had From Beyond, and we did watch From Beyond not too long ago. Mm. So what one did you like better? I like Reanimator better. Definitely, yeah. No, I'm in agreement. Both films were really good. Um, they had their own sort of style and uh, like the soundtrack. There is a lot of like, in both of them. There's a lot of unnecessary sexualness in it. Which I'm just, so I think that's just the 80s. Yeah, I think it might be as well. Like Just Everyone's 80s horror, just it's like you just had to put the boobs in because you just wanted to get that those audi- that audience member. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, just, don't get I me can't wrong. Remember. I like seeing naked people. But, yeah, just not naked people doing things. Yeah. But, um, and and, well, and it, had more, it had more dicks in it than it had boobs, so... <laughs> It's true. I'm pretty certain Wes Craven said something one time about um, with a horror film, it should leave women scared and horny. So the idea was to like rile up the teenagers as they're watching these films. And then because you're like scared from, and you've got the adrenaline pumping from what's happening on screen. And then of course all the naked sexiness, you kind of leave feeling scared and horny. Um, yeah. The endorphins of sexy, horny. But you've also just watched people get probably, Probably raped and killed. <laughs> mm. Mm, horny. Yeah. Clearly it shows in the 80s that men really understood women. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a nice segue into Street Trash. Oh, yeah. Let's go on to our next film, Street Trash from 1987. Now, this always um, intrigued me. This always had the, the, you know, the, the cover that I loved with the melting blue face on the front. Yeah. Um, and I never yeah. got to see it until this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Director James N. Uh, Munro? Muro? And then, uh, Muro. Muro. Yeah. And then, what is that? Like the screenplay's name? Roy Frumkus? 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 There yes. is no information about this film. Um, no. So, all the actors are just, I'm pretty certain they were just hobos off the street. I don't, haven't really seen anyone. I, there is not a lot of information for this film. I can't believe we just talked about Reanimator for 50 minutes. We could do. We could do, we could do one film a, a week, couldn't we? We could. <laughs> but well, we're like, not... You get a good film. We can talk a lot about shit. 
That is true, that's true. Well, here we have a bad film and there's still heaps to talk about, eh? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to say it's a bad film. Like, I've I've got it. It's good with a very, 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 very large butt to it. Yeah. Do you, uh, what's it? Do it synopsis. Do it synopsis. Even if it's got one. Oh, it does. Uh, things in New York are about to go down the toilet. Great. This whole film. <laughs> a group of hobos begin melting into multi multicolored piles of goo after drinking 60-year-old liquor. At the same time, the psychotic Vietnam war vet who rules the hobo camp snaps and begins killing at random. Two brothers set out to stop the liquor and the killer. Yeah. Fucking hell. So that, that sums this movie up. There is the, the, the horrorness to it has no relevance to the story. Did you notice I that? I really wouldn't. I mean, clearly this is like a body melt film. So this is where it sits. It is body melt. But I would probably put it more into like the exploitation. Almost, yeah, it's definitely of. had an exploitation. This film, we, we should say straight away, this film was like so on PC. Yeah. It's yeah. so problematic, and, eh? Yeah. Look, I I mean, we will get into it more as, as we discuss the film and what okay, happens. Okay. But so I'm going to run through this faster than I ran through the animator because, like, yeah. <laughs> so the first bit of dialogue in the film is a fart. Yep. I, of an you ass know, and <laughs> name <laughs> any other movie that starts with a fart. I'll wait. Yeah. None. <laughs> I, I can't think of any. Um, no. Yeah, dude, uh, a guy who owns a, a shop finds some 60-year-old liquor called Viper, and mm-hmm. apparently that when you drink it, you fucking melt. That's yes. the premise of that part of the movie. The other premise is yes. of the movie is, yeah, a Vietnam vet, vet named Bronson is king uh-huh. of the hobos, and he's crazy, yeah. he's having Nam flashbacks, and the cops want to kill him, and that is the premise, the other premise of the movie. That's, yeah, that's the only so, two things that are happening. <laughs> there is, but this is the thing. There is a lot going on in this film. There are a lot of storylines going on in this film, and the whole thing is sort of centered around this liquor and this viper. But there is no information on where it came from. Yeah, there's and like... there is very little of it actually being used. Yeah, and then there's this whole other story about this. This other fucking guy, then this other fucking guy, and then some other fucking guy. Yeah, there's like two brothers' story. Then there's like a, a lady who runs a junkyard with a big fat boss's storyline. There's the, a cop storyline. There's Bronson's yeah. storyline. And none of them matter. They're so yeah. insignificant to the gore and the violence, yeah. which is the only reason you're watching this film, hey? You only yeah. want to see like, and don't get me wrong, they go really good with their melting scenes. The melting oh, scenes fucking are, fr- are fucking amazing. This is yeah. yeah, but it's just overshadowed by so much shit. If if anyone can't visualize what the king of the bums looks like, just visualize Jack Galifianakis. <laughs> Who the fuck's Jack Galifianakis? What? Zach Galifianakis. Oh, Zach Galifianakis. Yes. I say yes. Jack. I always say that uh, Zach. Zach. I wrote the wrong Zach. word. Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> uh, you know from. <laughs> From the Hangover films and stuff like that, and be, uh, Between Two Ferns. It's basically a fitter yeah. version of him. Exactly yeah. like him. And Pretty it's much. set in all the hobos. So everyone apart from the most of the characters are hobos. So that's yeah. why the they're alcohol is affluent in it, because they're all, you know, bums trying to... But, yeah, man, like, I don't know about... So the, the main hipster, um, like the main hobo, 
who is he's kind of got like a little heart hobo heart of gold but also you kind of want to slap him i was like playing this game i'm like homeless hipster or barista because he his whole aesthetic could be either one yeah he looks like a hipster he looked like a barista he looked like a <laughs> he could have been anything like yeah he, he was, yeah. just wasn't convincing enough a lot of the other dudes looked like homeless people actually read, yeah there was a lot of um at the start, they had a lot of, like, you know, um, amputees and stuff in there as well. Did you notice? Like, where they just tried real hard. Um, so this film is, is, it was shot in 1986, released in 1987. But the whole film has, like, more of a 70s vibe to it. Like, the just the whole aesthetic and feel to it. Just sort of, I didn't feel like I was watching a late 80s film. It just seemed very 70s. Yeah. It's, and because it's, it also, like, it's uh, how it treats minority groups is also, like, mm. you know, why it seems so dated, like, I reckon. There's no, there's no forward thinking in this. Like, you know, they, re- they, re- they call everyone all the worst names that you could. Like, uh, they call Asian people gross things. They call black people bad things. They uh, in- insinuate really horrible things. They're friggin' sexist towards women. Women get yes. raped in this. They have sex and they get raped and then they get killed and they get raped again. Yeah, the guy fucked a corpse. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, like I, I've watched this film before. I, it is. You chose it, and you'd watched it before. It. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like I chose this film. I chose this film because what I love about this film is how well they did all the melt scenes. Oh yeah, wait. Let's talk about them. Like, so the first one is the, the guy. Guy drinks it on the toilet. And, he's, yeah. and, like, you know, blue and green and red slime starts to burst out of oh, all his orifices out the boring. bottom of his shoe, uh, you know, his pants, which I think is a really good yep. effect. They showed that a couple of times, that, like, you know, the leaking out of all the clothes and yeah. stuff. I was like, could I? Like, toe popped at one point as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, he went to grab the toilet, you know, um, flusher, and his arm just fell apart, and his arm, hand was left on the flusher, and he eventually yeah. just melts into the whole toilet, and he's all blue yeah. and. And like, yeah, yeah, and like so, yeah, <laughs> they've gone to ham, and every person kind of when they drink this viper liquid for one reason or another, they drink it. They kind of are a different color. They melt and they die in a different way. And the the, mm. the guy who the big the giant fat guy has it, and he just keeps on getting bigger and bigger, and he just explodes. And the explode look wicked. It does, yeah. It's just like they've used a gas cylinder in some kind of balloon and that fucking balloon burst. It's also good to point out, though, as well, like when if the goo gets on you, it burns you and then you start to melt from that. So there's a scene where there's like a homeless guy. He's like climbed up onto a balcony and he's sitting there, you know, making fun of a cat and then he drinks it and basically starts to melt. And, of course, it's like dripping down onto the sidewalk and a guy looks up and just like gets hit in the face. Uh, with this bright yellow goo, and his face just starts melting. Yeah, it's glorious. Yeah, that see, all oh, that's great. And then you notice as well, like when the the first toilet guy dies, it fully does like the Evil Dead camera technique. Did you notice? I did. That was in my uh, that was in my notes. Yeah, Very... like, it, like the, the point yeah. of view. But there's no point of view that it's coming from, which is weird. No. But, like, he goes <laughs> yeah. along and through doors and around corners and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you guys are just, just want to do that. Like, there's no reason for that to be in there. But, yeah. Yeah. No, oh. there's no reason. Um, there's, uh, there's like, this junkyard. So the, the main kind of everything that is happening is happening in this huge junkyard. 
And it's just like, what the fuck kind of junkyard is this? Because within this junkyard, there's this huge, like, tire fort in which these two kids kind of live in. And then, of course, off of that, there's this whole other, like, giant fort where this hobo king is living with his hobo wife, um, yeah. having his With his hobo Vietnam, soldiers. With his, with his hobo soldiers. Having all these flashbacks and just being absolutely crazy and disgusting. You know, just killing people and then getting their bones and uh, sharpening them into shivs. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Yeah. and then this is all happening. So this whole film was set in the day as well, which is great. (laughs) Like, so you can see all the gore. But like, yeah, yeah, but there's someone that runs this junkyard who like talks to all the hobos and he's like, get out of my house. There's no hobos allowed in here. Yet there's a whole community of them living in there. Yeah. In like yeah, he's a not fortress? doing a damn thing about it. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. He's not doing a damn thing about it. He's just like, fucking hobos, get out of my junkyard, you fucking street trash. Yeah, and I'm going to go fucking cops. Yeah, giant fan. Yeah, and then a lady, like, yeah. There's this other storyline of like a, a a bellhop kid as well, you know, that like. I loved this storyline. I loved the interaction between those two people. Yeah, it was glorious. It, it was weird. Like, there was like. Six little storylines happening here, all inconsequential basically to each other, all inconsequential to the the melting, the body melt part of it. It just so happens that every now and then people drink this liquid, but it doesn't really push the story along at all. It doesn't, no. Like, not, I, it doesn't like, you know, I mean, at the end, it, there, uh, there is a bit where it kind of comes in as a weapon they use it for a couple of, couple of you yeah. know, things, but like... He's- he wants to get rid of some of the so the the main hobo the the nice one not the crazy Vietnam vet. Um, the barista. He's, uh, yes, the barista. He's trying to sort of get rid of some of the uh, less lovely hobos. Um, and he's like, oh, don't don't steal my alpha. like come on, you can kick me in the ass. Just don't take my don't take my viper. And the guy's like, haha, I take your fucking viper and I kick you in the ass at the same time. And then drinks it and then just. You know, he's like, bleh, bleh, and just starts like melting he and melts like against, the, against wall. the wall. Yeah, that was. A good... Oh, and then it's just like spitting out at everywhere. It's like, oh, this is beautiful. This is a beautiful scene. I love it. Yeah, I mean, this film, like, you would just want to, if they just did a cut, which was just all the melting and none of the story. Great film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, yes. its shining moment really comes through. <laughs> With you've got uh, Bronson, the Vietnam vet guy. He's uh, yes. standing there doing something, talking to, uh, talk, threatening the barista, and suddenly this stream of water hits the side of his face, <laughs> and you see it, and it's a dick. Or, or, you see this dick coming into the side of the shot. So this hobo didn't realize he's having a piss, and he, he didn't realize he was pissing through a car, and he hits Bronson in the face. And so yeah. Bronson grabs a dick and cuts it off. Then there is this... Usually long Betty Hill style chase sequence of everyone throwing this dick to each other with this guy trying to run after his dick to this wacky music with full close up shots of the dick flying yep. around like and like this is the most amount they of dick play, ever in a film. They play keep away with his dick. That's it, keep away. A hot potato. Did... <laughs> um they did I think there were like three different penises that they had made for this um so there was like a, a little one and a big one and then an even bigger one which was used for all like the close-up flying so like you imagine if you've ever seen uh the jackass movies 
and the uh, I think it was Jackass 3D. They decided to shoot a dildo through the through the air. Yeah, um, yeah. For some reason, so it's kind of like that, but with this giant penis and this poor guy who, I'm sorry, I don't have a penis. I don't know what it's like to be kicked in the balls, but this guy was seeming like he was in that much pain from having his dick cut off. <laughs> it was so good. He made the film worthwhile. <laughs> uh, if you. Like I said, don't watch this film, but go on YouTube and watch all the melting and the dick scene. I, I'm sure you just call it dick cut, body melt dick or penis or something like that. It'll come up on YouTube. It'll be hilarious. Yeah, more than like- How good is the quote um, from the actor that played Bronson? Have you seen this quote? Um. So, oh, yes. That- uh, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, nor did I ever understand who Bronson was. I did scene by scene, not ever knowing, not even knowing what the movie was about. I didn't read the script until three months after I was wrapped. I still don't know who Bronson was. Yeah, because uh, the guy who was playing Bronson got fired on the day of shooting and he came in, mm. uh, he got notified like tw- he had 12 hours to come in and do the role and he didn't even like read the script or anything. He was just doing it. He had no idea. And I don't know. I mean, it didn't seem like he had any less idea than anyone else in the movie, did you find? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I don't think anyone knew what the fuck was happening throughout this film. Um, This this film was originally a short film, um, done still done by James uh, um, James Murrow, and then he's obviously taken it and adapted it into a feature length film. You know what? You know what? I think this film could really benefit with a dick chasing scene. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. It's like what's going to make any film better. Keep away dicks. Yeah, I keep don't away know. dicks. Like, keep away. Saying, he's sitting there, like, talking to his mum. He's come up from the basement wearing a tie. He's like, mum, I need uh, I need some cash for a film. He's like, okay, you can pitch it to me in a couple of words, just in a sentence. He's like, keep away dicks. She's like, I'm in. It's damn, damn. Where's my checkbook? Give this man <laughs> money. Done. But, Sold. But, yeah, um... Oh yeah, this, this film is a mess, but it's it's a weird mess. But then yeah, there is like there is just way I uh, but then the, the death of Bronson was amazing. I don't even remember how fucking Bronson dies. He they knock a gas cylinder off and they fire a torpedo at his like chest, which explodes like his like chest out, but he, so his head mm. pops up. And then, like, oh, off. Yeah. And then his, his arms are still there, but his whole chest cavity is, is shot out. And it looks amazing. His head lands on the ground. And then, like, a lady, the, the, uh, the lady who runs the junkyard steps over his, his corpse head. And his corpse head looks up and gets a shot of her, her panties. And he smiles because mm. that's all he's ever wanted. And then he dies. Bless this film. But it looked great. Like, there was so much meat and chunks in it. And that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but that, but yeah, there was just there was so much so, needless shit in this film. There is a lot of needless shit. So I think I for me, which is really so hard to explain. This film is highly problematic. This film is extraordinarily racist, misogynistic, and homophobic. I absolutely detested all the rape. Um, at one point, Liz tried watching it with me and we got, she, she was tolerating it. But when they got to that, um, that sex scene that then turned into, uh, they stole the woman 
and we're going to gang rape her. Um, well, they like, did. They out. gang raped her to death. They did. And then her body washed up on the, the riverbed and then the junkyard guy finds her and then he has his way with her. Yeah. Like so, this, like, I don't want to say, oh, if you just ignore all of this, the film's great. Um, it's the film is a mess. Like the storyline is a mess. Like everything about it is a mess, but what this film has going for it, the only thing this film has going for it is the incredible melt scenes, like the use of like the practical effects and everything like that. So, and slow motion shots of severed penises flying through the air. Well, I'm so sorry. I should have led with that. So, but first of all, it's the dicks flying through the air. Then it's all the effects. Yes. True, true, true. What did you give this film? So, this film, this one is a bit hard. So I have given it a gen special, but I have given it a however. However, Do not yeah. watch this. Like, if you want to, to see what this film is um, and you have issues with a lot of things, please do not watch this film. Yeah, just Jump watch- on, go onto YouTube and just find a cut of all of the cool melt moments. Otherwise, um, just give it a miss. I gave it a gen as well, which is this. Can we get our little music? What does that say about me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what that says about you, <laughs> uh, Yeah. We, I do not condone the the behaviours and opinions of, the, of that represented in the film uh, in any way, shape, or form. I just like the melt scenes. They're really cool. All right. Let's just go on with horror news. Uh, every week, me, every week, me and Jen take you through the horror news that you need to know about. Welcome to horror news. Uh, yeah, what's oh the, yeah, Eagle Bow. What did you? Okay. <laughs> what's the first story? All right, so we are back on Screen Watch 2020 as always. Um, so this week, some new behind-the-scenes images were revealed. One of them, uh, I did post one of the best ones. Uh, up on our social media, so you can go check that out on our Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. Uh, it's also on our Facebook. Otherwise, three crew members have tested positive for COVID nineteen, but filming will resume Monday. Oops, I accidentally put a massive scream on. <laughs> Do you know what? I actually heard that. Did you hear it through my thing? It was way loud, and I apologise to everyone. Nah, don't apologise. It's fine. <laughs> Um, So it's uh, Deadline have released a statement saying that uh, three members of the crew had tested, had already tested positive, um, but the production isn't being shut down. Um, So this kind of is similar to what's happened on the set of The Batman, um, but sort of The Batman, um, where Robert Pattinson has tested positive to COVID. Um, so this is, uh, these people have previously had it, but they're obviously okay and filming will resume on Monday. Well, who had it? Who got it? Um, just some crew members. I oh, think so none um, of the main actors got it? None of the main actors have it. Don't, don't you worry. I don't know if Courtney Cox don't could handle COVID. I don't think so. No, no. We, we, we do wish them a speedy recovery. Um, get your shit together because I need Scream 5. All right, we need it. What is the next story? Because, I mean, that, that, that's just a quickie. Would you count? Yeah, just, just, just offhand, because I, 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 I was going to choose this week for us to watch, um, which I didn't, is District 9. Do you count District 9 as a horror film? Um, I think District 9 is more of a sci-fi, but oh, also I... it's 
does have that body horror sort of element to it, so... And it doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay. I digress. Um, You digress. I love digressing. Um, So, HBO are working on a hip-hop vampire series called Thirst. A Uh, hip-hop vampire series. So it's set in modern-day hip-hop? Yes, it is. It is set in modern day. So Thirst tells the story of a brilliant but cocky Atlanta rapper who thinks he's found his way to stardom when he links up with hip-hop's hottest group. Uh, But he has no idea that they are hiding a terrifying secret. They're a family of vampires with roots going back centuries. So it's basically Beyonce. Beyonce is a vampire. Let's get on board with that. Beyonce? Why would you? Pretty certain she's a vampire. Look at her. Yeah, she might be an immortal. It doesn't kind of make sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about this one, eh? Like, I, the, 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 the picture know. that accompanies this story on the iHorror.com, <laughs> uh, it looks like The Lost Boys. Like, <laughs> is it set in the yeah, 80s? I, mean, it could, I know. I think it is set to, like, current, you know, current day. Um, so this is going to be launching on HBO Max. I Yep, the series comes from creator uh, Leah Benavides. Leah Benavides, yeah, right. I'm going to look that up. Leah Benavides Rodriguez. (laughs) And Carlito Rodriguez. Um, So it's uh, based on a concept created by Kevin Jordan. Uh, Yep. Who is this person? Is is it? I'm going to look this person up. It's a lady. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose Leah should have given it away. I it's, mean, it should have. It's, uh, I mean, her last name's right. It's not Robert Regas's daughter, is it? It's not Spy Kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Um, yeah, so interesting little concept there. I personally just have no strong feelings one way or another. I'm not really into the rap music. And vampires are not really, it's never a go-to film for me anymore. He's done stuff like Empire. Do you remember that? That TV show? Rider on Empire. So she's basically Rider on a whole bunch of it, yeah. Just like kind of cool TV shows that I don't watch. Yeah. Like, yeah, me neither. I'm I'm uncool. I'm not cool. This is good. I, I always like uh, vampire ones, depending on what they're done. Like, I don't want to, I don't want you know sparkly Twilight vampires or anything. But I no. I'm always down for good vampire films. I mean, I love um, or, uh, uh, the only lovers left alive. I think mm, that's great film. Beautiful, beautiful vampire film. And um, what are some other vampire films that I like? Oh, Dust Till Dawn, obviously. And you love the Lost Boys. I love the Lost Boys. Maybe I do like vampires. <laughs> But, um, yeah. I mean, you know, that's, I mean, that's all I have to say about that. Like it could, it could be really good. You know, we've not seen a hip hop vampire movie before. No. I don't think. So, Do we... I don't know. Could be good. I'm, I'm down. I'm going to definitely watch this because I like, um, Atlanta rapper. Is that, um, there's that Childish Gambino or that Donald Glover show. Is that called Atlanta? I think or so. Atlantia. Uh, I have no idea. I've not watched it. That's like all, I that's say, all about I'm the hip hop cool. scene as well. So maybe it's in the, yeah. maybe it's a maybe it's a, a city where a lot of like hip hop like artists come from and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm not hmm. massively into hip hop. My 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 you know I've got a limited amount of knowledge about my hip hop. So I love Childish Gambino. I like Chance the Rapper. I like Tyler the Creator and stuff like that. But that's far as it goes. 
<laughs> there, there are words that I know and I will nod my head at. Yeah. Yes. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's that's one. I know the of the, I know Gambino. Yeah, everything you don't. He's the best. Anyway, yeah. next story. Anyway. All right. So Man, we're next smashing through these stories. Well, it, it's it's let's be honest. It's been a bit of a slow news week, so you know. And we have been chatting for a little while. Um, Netflix reveals a new CG animated series, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. So, Dan, I know that you aren't necessarily a fan of the animated Resident Evil films. No. I've actually got the trailer pl- sound playing right now. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm not really a fan of them. I am. No. I'm going to turn this down. <laughs> okay. Um... Yeah, I, I remember when one of them came up, I was like, ooh, new Resident Evil film that somehow got past me. And I'm like, what? Got it. Watch. I'm like, CG. Because to me, it's just like a cutscene without playing, without yeah. the fun of playing the game. Yeah. Because I, I get that. I, I would prefer to. I mean, I don't like. I mean, I do like the Resident Evil films. But I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, because I found that the CG ones follow the games where the, the, the live action ones follow their own, their own thread universe or whatever. But. Maybe I'll give it a watch. Like I just, I just feel like I, I have to, like when I'm watching the CG films for video games, that I should play it. <laughs> like, mm. Then I'm gonna like pick up my controller. I'm just waiting to play it the whole time. Um, maybe if you did, maybe if you like held your controller in your hand, like while you were watching it, you'd feel like, oh, this is quite a long cutscene, but it's really interesting. It might make it more enjoyable for you. But the thing is, it still just looks like uh, yeah, the trailer for it. It just looks like a, a um a cutscene, like it actually yeah. does. Like it doesn't look, if anything, it doesn't look as good as the cutscenes from Resident Evil. So I'm like, oh no, <laughs> that's ah. savage. Um, I'll post it up on our Facebook and let's uh, let's get some uh, conversation happening about that one. Where is it set? Um, what one? Where where are we, what are we talking here? Who's the characters? We got Claire Redfield and Leon Kennedy. Yeah, they're, they're two of my faves. Yes, all my favorites. Yes, yes, yes. They're basically the um, ones that were in the Resident Evil Two um, remake. Yeah, so there's, there's not a lot of information yet. It was it was a very big surprise that they, uh, in addition to the upcoming live action series, um, that we will be getting this uh, CG series. Um, so, yes, um, as my understanding is, it's just yeah, just those two. I don't know. There's there's not a lot of information as of yet, um, but the, you know. Yeah, the trailer. I mean, that... not much really happens in the trailer. You've got like um, you got a Claire Redfield coming up to a house that looks like a farmhouse. Mm-hmm. She's at the house. She's looking around with her torch. She's like, this looks like a game. <laughs> Listen to look... you being mad that you're watching like your brother play a a, a game or watch watching your partner play a game. Yeah, like a you're mad that you're not, you're not playing. That scares yeah. and she treads on like a vial. She's like, what's vials on the ground? What are these vials? Her torch like following the vials along. Where could these vials lead? Oh, my oh, no. God. It leads to a title. <laughs> and then it just cuts <laughs> to it as, as, as shot, a quick shot of a zombie. And then Leon in a suit looking starved as fuck. Looks mm-hmm. good. And then the Netflix logo at the end. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, well, it is on Netflix, I mean, so it'll be okay. Yeah. The other one's on Netflix as well, isn't it? I think so, yeah. 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 But, yeah, 
I'll give it a go. I, if it's on Netflix, why wouldn't I watch it? That's right. It's free. Might, You're I paying might. for a service. You should uh, embrace that service as much as you can. Maybe I'll make that one of my cho chooses picks for the films when it comes up. Right. Why not? We can. It's horror. It's video games. It's two things right up your alley. I know. But yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's it. the quick news. I, yeah, was, sorry, I, was, I was worried we were going to go too long. But uh, mm. yeah, the news, news was pretty light this week. So we've yeah. got to work out, I'm going to work out, tell you what you're watching next week and what the uh, listeners are watching next week if they would like to do their homework. Do your bloody homework. Do your, homework. Do your fucking homework. You're not coming out of that room. Do your homework. <laughs> or smash your face off. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've chosen, sorry, I've totally digress. I've chosen for us to watch The Fly and uh, yes. the Cronenberg Fly, so not the original, original mm -hmm. Fly, and yep. also A Quiet Place from 2018. Fantastic. So The Fly Brilliant. and A Quiet Place. Not it's funny be because not to be confused with a very loud and open place. Yeah, don't, don't go to a loud open place, in, especially in this film. Yeah. Or it could be one uh, film called The Fly in A Quiet Place. No, well, it not. could be. It's not that at all. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it surprises me that it's taken us this long to get to the fly, to be honest. The truth is I think I watched it pretty recently, and that's why I kind of avoided it. But it's been long enough now that I can get back into a bit of Brundle fly. Yes, well, can't we all? I've got some very lovely pictures prepared. <laughs> got some, like, getting it, getting it all ready. All right. Take, yeah. us, take us out, Jen. All right, so you've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are podcast on all streaming services, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, basically wherever, where anywhere all the good podcasts are found. We are also available on YouTube. Um, please follow, thumbs up, like, comment, anything that. Just help us sort of just go that little bit extra distance. Go on there. If you like us, give us, give us a star rating or... Give us a comment. A comment's always good as yeah. well. Or just follow comments. us. Or just, you know, yeah. stream $1,000 into my bank account. Or mine. I could definitely do with $1,000. Uh, we have an Instagram, at Terrorvision Pod. Lots of cool stuff happening over there. We also have Facebook, Terrorvision Horror Podcast. You can email us at terrorvisionpod at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what you want us to watch, anything you'd like to discuss, any kind of questions you have. Um... Anything yeah, like that. Yeah, do it. Do yeah. it. And Consume Obey. You can also check out, which I've already mentioned at uh, this show, you can check out Hack the Dino, um, which is you can catch, which is a video game show that I do with a bunch of dudes, other dudes. You can check, catch us over live over on Twitch every second Friday at 7 p.m. for casual hangs, chats about games, nerdism, and stupidity. It's basically just, you know, an unscripted live show about video games that always goes wrong. And is amazing. I love it. It is great fun. Um, and if you uh, don't want to, if you don't catch it live on Twitch, you can always catch it um, later on YouTube. So just search for Hack the Dino or Hack the Dino Gaming on any of those platforms, and you find and you'll find it. And so, with that said, with all you know, everything been and done. Until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares.